0: Hello, my friends. How are you doing? This is Aaron Mauer, a.k.a. Coffee Chug, here with another episode on Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. Guys, in the last episode, episode 123, I got a chance to speak with the Teen Unicorn of Crystal and Amy from the Fox Lego Masters TV show. Today, I get a chance to speak with Boone. Boone brings so much energy, positivity to the show, and not just to the show, but to life. Um, he has definitely earned All my fandom, I love his YouTube channel, I love his Instagram, I love his website, I just love the work that he's doing, and you're going to love this episode with Boone, where he is a former middle school and high school teacher now working as a um, support for a preschool for his daughter but he has a education background that helps us have conversation around what does this look like for hands-on learning creative um, prototyping developing communication teamwork from a classroom lens and then mixing it into the business world where he's now spending time obviously trying to create his channels and his networks and commissions and things like that so this is just a really, really great conversation. I'm, I'm so thankful that he found time to squeeze me into his busy schedule to speak with me. I think you're going to find so many wonderful insights into this show. And so I would love to hear from you. So as you're done watching, and, or not watching, but listening, let me know what you think. What, what what things stood out? What ideas did you take away? What what things are you going to apply to your own life and your craft? And, you know, hopefully we can get some more of these Lego Masters onto the show. And so if you have a connection and would love to uh, make that happen, please let me know. But without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Boone. So wonderful. Uh, just such an honor to be able to speak with him. And I think you're really, really, really going to enjoy it. All right. Grab your coffee. Here we go. <laughs> Chaos. Woke up at six o'clock in the morning,
1: chilling with coffee wugs, me and coffee chugs, talking education all across the nation, pushing boundaries, thinking innovation, Aaron Mawa outside the box thinker. Here to teach each and every teacher how to tinker. Living on the edge of chaos, going insane. Listening to coffee chugs I can't be the brain. One of the top teachers in Iowa, word is born. Here to show the world that there's more here than corn.
0: Hey, 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 chaos. How are you doing? This is Aaron Maurer, back with another episode on Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. I'm so excited for this next guest. This guy is is someone that I know on a weekly basis, at least these last few months. My family has been so excited to uh, find out what in the world he's going to build, the energy he brings, and everything else. And if (laughs) if, most of you haven't figured this out. We're talking about the Lego Masters television show, Um, and and I get this awesome opportunity to speak to none other than, than Boone. So, Boone, let's start off. I mean... My family knows who you are, lots of my friends and colleagues know who you are, but for those listening, let's make sure they at least understand who in the world is is I'm talking to. So could you introduce yourself, explain who it is, uh, who you are, what you do, and, and all that jazz?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Boone Langston. I live in the Portland, Oregon area. I am currently a contestant on Lego Masters on Fox. Um, I, I'm what is called an an adult lego enthusiast no i'm sorry we call ourselves adult fans of lego there you uh, go AFOL yeah. <laughs> is, the, is the the acronym that we use for ourselves and it, it you know it just means uh people who are over the age of 18 who still you know like to play with lego um but uh you know i got connected with that community of fans we've got a local lego con- uh local lego convention and there's probably one not far from you uh sometime in the year um and I joined up with my lego the lego user group here in Portland Oregon probably 5 or 6 years ago and have just been uh building ever since before that you know uh I was just sort of moderately interested and of course I played with the the toys as a child um, uh, but professionally I've done education, I've done video production, I've done, uh, it support. So I, I kind of tend to bounce around those things. I was a classroom teacher for five years in middle school and high school. And, um, for the last couple of years, I've been a have uh, been a, an assistant teacher at the preschool where my youngest attends. Um, between that i you know, did some video production work for people in the public speaking industry, and and uh, you know, of course, if you're a big Lego fan, you might have recognized me before Lego Masters from YouTube and and whatnot with uh, some of the fan media work I do in the Lego community. Yeah. Okay, maybe that was a maybe that was a somewhat brief version of uh, of the whole thing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's perfect. And I mean, I think you uh, you have, have an experience that connects to a lot of listeners of, of this show here, especially in the realm of education, and now you're doing stuff with Lego. And I know we are having lots of conversations through just my social media um, and through all the teachers that I support. So we're always trying to figure out, I don't think any educator um, would disagree about the, the importance of hands-on learning and play and being able to physically manipulate objects, whether it's Lego or other to bring our ideas to life. And so I'm curious from from your perspective of like, why do you think that's important? You've had an opportunity, you, you, you've done a lot of jobs, you've been in education, you've also been outside of education. So you get a chance to to look at this answer, I guess, through two different lenses. You know, we can say it as education, but then a lot of times people say, but you don't understand the business side of the world. And then the business side of the world, we're like, you don't always understand what the needs are of the kids and the people that are one day going to be your employees. You've got to dabble in both. Right. So, so why do you think this is so important, whether it's Lego or other objects? Obviously, we're here because we all love Lego, but um, can you speak to that a little bit? Because you've got an opportunity to kind of explore those worlds.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I, I think, well, okay. So for me Lego really boils down to turning ideas into reality and communicating those ideas in a way that either helps other people understand or helps other people like get excited about my ideas or, or a vision. Right. And, um, and I think that, you know, when, when we talk about education we talk about the business world, um, so much of it really comes down to like understanding and, and communicating with each other and being able to do that in a way that, you know, we're not isolated. Right. Um, you can, you can be an Island, you can have your own ideas and you can explore them and that's great. But when those ideas really start to turn into something that can impact the world is when, you can communicate those ideas in, in a meaningful way. Right. And, um, and, and so for me, Lego is really just a fast clean way of prototyping my ideas. I mean, essentially, right now, of course I consider it an art medium. I consider it a a, you know, a, a manipulative for play. I, uh, it, it is very many things to me, but I think at its simplest, it, allows me to take an idea that i have in my head and start using my hands to turn it into something that actually exists in the real world and whether that's something just to look at and think is funny or something to actually serve a purpose you know it, it it in the way that a woodworker might walk into their wood shop and use their tools and materials to to craft something original or in the way that a um you know a a painter would use acrylic paint or a machinist would turn, you know, the, the metal stock on their lathe the, It it's just such an easy way for me to walk out, grab the parts I, I need and, and sort of take something that I see in my head and make it exist in the real world.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and then, you know, so if you're, if you're thinking about that on like, you take that down to little kids, right? The littlest kids, when they start putting their hands on Duplo bricks, the big chunky ones, or, um, you know, you get a little bit older and you start getting into the system bricks or a little bit older and you start getting into technic and you're thinking about how things move and work. And I really think it's, you know, it comes down to just this awareness of how the physical world works. Um, and I, you know, I walk through the world and I, I, sometimes I think like, I think people have varying degrees of a uh, – what's the word? Varying degrees of a – people have a different handle. Different people have a different handle on understanding the physical world. And I think I attribute a great deal of my understanding of the physical world to the kinds of experiences that I had as a kid, beginning to understand how things come together. And Lego certainly was
0: a, a big piece of that. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And There's so much there that I – I want to unwrap, but i i you, you said something in there that I want to kind of build up on so as you're you're talking about the idea of of kids and this idea of prototyping and then be able to bring you know communicate these ideas and I think there' there's so many little gems in there, but I'm thinking through like right now I'm running this uh as we're in the time of this recording, the, the coronavirus, and we're all in self-isolation, and I'm running this 100 brick element challenge where every day people have to build um, the challenge I present to them, but only using these same 100 brick pieces over and over. Um, and the oh, idea no here is try to get, you know, obviously kids to give them some creative constraints um, to help parents learn how to just re-engage with their kids, some something for teachers. And so through all this, I get, the, my point I'm trying to get to is like, as you're thinking through that from the lens of a, a teacher and a parent, um, you've worked in middle school and high school. You're now helping out in a preschool, which are really just the same kind of kid, just one's a little bit bigger body, I think. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but what tips or advice do you have? Because I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with of, okay, I've got something like Lego. I want to bring in hands-on learning and play to my house or to my classroom. Um, but how do I structure that? And the reason I'm asking is I think I see a lot of times that, uh, when I work with schools, teachers will bring in Lego, they'll give a challenge, and they start to interpret the build. So one of the things I always try to help in my PD is tell people, like, never interpret the build. Always allow the kid to explain, um, because... If you sit there and say, "Oh, I love your fire, fire, your fire truck," and it's a helicopter, like that kid now all of a sudden thinks their idea is wrong. So we, I see a lot of this, and I was just curious, like from your perspective now, doing building professionally as a parent now as a teacher in a lot of different age grades, what what advice or tips would you give people working in these spaces um, when working with kids with with Lego?
1: Yeah, well, you know, kind of just jumping right off of what you were saying there about interpretation. You know, in the show, I, I try not to talk too much about the show when I'm not like asked direct questions about the sure. show, but this, you know, on the show, the brickmasters focused so much on story. Mm. right They were always looking for the story in the builds. And you know, I, I, I would say that let those kids tell the story that they want to tell and ask them questions but don't feel the need to fill in the gaps right you can you can let them you can let them live with the gaps in their stories for for a little while and and they're they're not as uncomfortable with it as you might be right like (laughs) that's a good point it, it makes it it can make perfect sense to them and and so you know instead of like your example was nice fire truck instead Hey, tell me a story about this. What do you got there? You know Just kind of like leading questions. and I think most of most of us as educators, you know, somewhere along the line, we were taught something about you know how to how to get kids to you know give us
0: what they have
1: in their brains without us telling them what they have in their brains, you know and and so i I think you know just remember those things that that you've learned along the way and 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 use those um but then you know i would say keep it simple like you can get lego we do or you can go back to mindstorms and you can get like there's all kinds of educational resources out there and and that's awesome and you can look for those things and you can get to those things like when it's appropriate but you'd be amazed At how you can fill an hour of time with just a big bucket of Lego pieces (laughs) and a challenge as simple as, like, create something you would use in your home, you know, or create a a creature and tell us its story, you know, and then just let them go for it. And, And then you can be there to support, right? And and not all of you listening are going to be able to, you know, you're going to be able to provide different levels of support. When I when I'm with kids in that kind of scenario, I find myself just kind of like automatically being like, you know, they'd say, oh, Mr. Boone, how uh, how would I do this with like to make something connect the right way? or to make two different pieces that aren't really designed to go together what what we use to make them go together. And so I, I find myself being like, "Oh, well you could use this piece or let's look for one of these and grab this and stick this together." <laughs> and that might not be the kind of help you're going to provide depending on who you are and what your ex- what your, you know, kind of what your expertise are. But that's fine. So then you you just sort of lean into what your strengths are and let the kids do the rest. And um and, and just and keep it simple. You can always you can get to the stuff that's scripted, the stuff that's, you know, where you, you'll pay a lot of money for a program, and that's fine. And if you find yourself in a, in a position to do that, do it, and you'll, you'll find some lovely stuff that have been produced by Lego and, you know, third-party companies over the years. Sure. But uh, you can do so much by just dumping out a pile of Lego and, and giving them something simple to accomplish and, and see
0: where they go. Yeah, you definitely don't have to overcomplicate the process, especially if you're just getting started, you know, and I think that's sometimes we think we're so ingrained as a society that we have to have every hour scheduled, we have to have everything organized. Um, I coach youth sports and one thing is like, just get kids out there and just go do go play basketball in the park like you don't need a coach giving you every single drill like and then we wonder why kids can't freely uh make plays and make moves in, in in the open court you know it's the same kind of thing like you if you want them to be able to think on their own get think on their on their own two feet then you've got to give them the opportunities to do so so i think you you hit on some some key things there you know you also right. um you mentioned the 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 judges there and, and, and brick brickmaster Amy and, and them. And, and so I, I had a chance to speak with, with Crystal and Amy who were also on the show. And I asked them this question and, um, I'm curious for you as well. So one of the things that the show, I mean, we show little glimpses, during the show of of the judges giving little pieces of feedback and things like that, but i 'm curious like how did their feedback or their insights um, affect your your build process and so um the, the reason that, that i'm asking that is like we I think feedback is one of the hardest things for the human uh, brain to be able to process. You know, if we get some critiqued, we kind of get upset, you know, even if, it, if it's critique that we need, um, if we get all the positive stuff, then we downplay it as, all oh, they're just saying that to be nice. And so I know the show is packaged down to a, a 60 minute chunk. I know there's lots more that goes on. So I was curious because you guys are your expert builders. You know what you're doing. You have a vision. Um, I know there's lots of constraints for the show thing, but how did their impact um, of, of, of their, their insights for their coaching, um, did it help your builds? Did it like frustrate you? Like, how did you navigate those waters? Because I think that's something that's that we all struggle with. Even as I'm thinking about parents and teachers, like, what's enough feedback? What's I don't know how explicit do we get? You know, those types of things. So I was mm. curious from 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 your lens, um, how that impacted your build design and process.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. It's going to be hard for me not to get like completely. Uh, Existential on this question. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big question, right? And it impacts yeah, yeah. all of us, you know, all the time. And uh, and it, you know, it goes way, way beyond building with Lego, right? But uh, to, to speak to speak specifically, you know, to my experience on Lego Masters, um, we had a great deal of respect. So he, here's here's an interesting thing about it, and I, I will step back just a little bit, and sure. I think that a lot of it a lot of it with this question generally has to do with context and relationship, right? Mm. Like if you, if you have a context where the two sides of sort of like the, um, the feedback, uh, what am I trying to say? You know, you've got, you've got someone giving feedback and you've got some receiving feedback. If those two sides don't sort of perceive Uh, a healthy view of their role in that dynamic, then I think that's oftentimes when you end up with somebody feeling bad. Right. And um, so we went into Lego masters, knowing who Jamie Berard was and having an incredible amount of respect for him as, you know, one of the greatest or one of the most well-respected Lego product designers of all time. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure if you spoke to him, he would, he would list 20, you know, of the people that came before him. And, and, you know, but, uh, certainly for many of us fans of Lego, we know Jim Brad's name and we, we have a great deal of respect for, some of the most popular sets of the last twenty years have come from that guy's design, yeah. and now that he's a team lead, have come from his team. Um, and and we, I didn't know who Brickmaster Amy was before the show, but my sense was, you know, if if she was there and has a similar role at uh, you know Lego product design as Jamie Burrard, I that was enough for me to, you know, kind of just naturally, she had my respect. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so when they came by and they had feedback for us, um, when it was positive stuff, when it was them recognizing things that we had done well and sort of, you know, acknowledging us for that, it felt really good, you know, because it was like, this means something to us because we know you know, we know and respect these people. And, and you know, it, it's a big deal to us. You know, it wouldn't be a big deal to many people who don't know their names or don't know what they do or don't care about Lego. Sure. But to us, it was a big deal. And when they, had, when they had constructive feedback, when they had something that they wanted us to think about differently or do differently, we really did the best we could. Now, of course, sometimes it feels like Oh, man, I put so much energy. I put so much <laughs> of my heart into going a certain direction. And they're telling me, well, we should probably go a different direction. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. What, let's see how many episodes. We, we've seen eight of the ten episodes now. And I believe one of the main reasons Mark and I are still in the competition at this point is that we were willing to stop and get out of ourselves and listen to the feedback and readjust and be flexible when not all of the teams were. Um, and, and so, you know, one sort of, um, okay, I'm going to get a little bit into the existential piece here. And it's, it's this idea of a mirror. Mm. And you, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you can see you the way you perceive yourself. And, and, can put as much time in, in into like craft, see yourself when you look in the mirror and that only is still going to give you some percentage of what other people perceive of you. So, uh, you know, it's like just a, a real quick example is when somebody says, you know, you don't know me as well as I knew, know myself. Well, of course we can't, I can't be in your head, but I can see, see you in a way that you can't see yourself. And I think that mm. if we all somehow grasp at least a little bit of responsibility for understanding that we can't see ourselves the way everyone else in the world sees us, then, then that can help us have a little bit you know healthier view of how we interact with the world. And so when it comes to feedback, I, I think it's important that we recognize that there are things that we're going, we're going to be so focused on our project, we're going to be so focused on our art or our work or whatever it is, that we will miss things that someone else can come up, especially if they're an expert, especially if they're a trusted person, someone else can come up and say, hey, did you recognize this? Did you think about this? And we're going to go, oh my goodness, I hadn't even seen that before. It was right under my o- my nose. It was right before my eyes. And 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 then we can sort of like step back and say like thank you for the opportunity to at least illuminate that to me. Now, that doesn't mean we have to follow the instructions every time or follow the feedback every time or make adjustments every time, but I think it's healthy to step back and say, yeah, let me listen to someone else's perspective on the things that I don't see about my own work.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's what you said there is, is 100% spot on. I think it's just taking that time to listen to what someone else has to provide us in terms of feedback. And I think so many times we were so quick to build a wall and not hear uh, the ideas being presented to us. And I think what you said is, is, is critical. Right. We have to listen. doesn't mean that just because someone gives us feedback that all of a sudden we have to change 90 degrees and go a whole different different paths. Sometimes that that might be the best option, but we have to at least look at it, process it, have conversation around it and go, okay, so what are we going to do with this feedback? Are we going to continue to stick on our journey, or do they have a, a, a point of view and a perspective that we go, oh, we might need need to take that into consideration because especially, I'm, I'm assuming even on the show, I mean, those you're, you're stressed with the time and the builds. You're so emotionally invested <laughs> and you become, you know, you kind of get within like, like, like your own little tunnel. And so it's very easy to get stuck in some little small aspect um, as opposed to like, like, like that big perspective where in the show, the judges can kind of walk around and kind of see things holistically. When you're, when you're in the build design, you're so focused on just that one part of getting it done that sometimes you do yep. lose that, that perspective. So I think what you shared, there is, is is really really valuable stuff for uh anyone listening um in terms of feedback so so thank you for uh going deep there for a little bit <laughs> Yeah, no problem and and you know i think i think if if we all do it
1: take it give it receive it and and we're all trying to be kind then it's always going to be easier right if yeah. we if we, my, my wife says, um, in some of the work she does in like, a, a, a educational equity, they talk about, you know, c- communicating from like your highest self. And if we're all giving feedback and taking feedback from our highest self, then, you know, we're going to give feedback graciously and we're going to receive feedback graciously. And, and we're all going to be able to move forward and make a lot of, Awesome things, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, well, I know that's easier said than done, no, I know right
1: that's easier said than done, but,
0: but I think it's all there's like these universal truths right that we're we're so easy to just brush under the rug or dismiss like, oh yeah, that's what everybody says, and it's like but but at the end of the day like. That is the answer, you know. Like, just be kind to people. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how much that would eliminate so many issues just there alone, you know. And yet, we'll right, we'll turn right. around and, and not always do that. And so, um, yeah, I think that's it's, it's it's all great stuff, you know. So one of the things too that um, I'm I'm curious about too, talking about this this idea of building and being emotionally invested, like, how did you and Mark um, work through the idea of communication? And and I'm looking at that through the lens of – you've got these time builds, you're, you're, you're working together, you have to be on the same page, but you're trying to like hear each other's ideas, which I think is a whole different set of communication and feedback, different say like from like a judge or a teacher or a parent, but like when you're working mm-hmm. with like a colleague. And how do you work through that when you're also so emotionally invested, whether you're emotionally invested, but in your case, a, a timer getting ready to go down, or you're, you're, you've spent 14 hours in the one build? Because I see a lot of that. I see it in my work now working with, with – with I support 21 school districts, and just we're so passionate wow. about our work. You know, everyone's passionate about whatever their – what their passion is, and there's so many elements in education. Um, and I'm working with schools, and, and I, I'll go in, and we're trying to bring in purposeful play in the classrooms, and we're doing Lego builds, and the kid will get so pat- – even about – I I led a, a in-service about three weeks ago for a, a elementary staff, and the teachers, we were just doing the six-brick duck build. And yeah. they were so – they were so proud of it that they didn't even want to take it apart, you know? And so I see these yeah. things, whether they're your guys kind of monstrous builds or something much smaller where we're so passionate about it. And then we have to work together and it's really hard because like, but I have this idea and my partner has this idea. How would you guys navigate that? I mean, obviously you you've made it this far into the show. You've had great success. And so how did you balance that, you know, just all the constraints, the stress, the emotions, and be able to continue to work through those same pages because, a lot of teams, you see it a lot of schools or a lot of businesses, derail really fast when passion and emotion gets in the
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. I found that probably 80 or 90% of the time, Mark and I were just like, he would say an idea, and I'd be like, yep, let's do it. Or I would say an idea, and he'd be like, yep, let's do it. Or, you know, we'd just kind of go back and forth. Every now and then, and you you maybe have seen it a couple times on the show, every now and then one of us would be headed in a direction that the other just wasn't sure about. And um, that, that happened, I think less often than, um, than I think we were probably blessed that that happened less often than some of the other teams or than maybe it happens generally in life. And I think that just comes from like Mark and I had, you know, a a certain amount of trust for each other in the, in the projects we've worked on before the show um, that we were able to kind of dive in and just sort of like, you know, most of the time we could just be like, OK, yep, this is what we're doing. Let's do it. Great. Um, a- another piece of that was, you know, that clock you don't like I I like to think of myself as kind of like an idea guy. I I think I have a lot of good ideas. Um, I tend to be the kind of person that can get other people excited about my ideas and then we can like start to get some energy in a direction but um, when that clock was running, man, if if I didn't have an idea right away and Mark did, it almost didn't even matter. Like if I, if I didn't think it was like the 100% best idea, it was an idea. And if he had one first, then we're rolling with it. And I was totally fine with that because the clock is just nuts. Um, the clock, I've said it over and over again to everyone I've talked to, the clock is hands down the most challenging piece of that competition. It is the biggest difference between what I build at home and, and what we built on the show. It's just the the clock is insane. Okay. So then I'll talk, I guess I'll talk a little bit about the times when it, uh, it it didn't work so well. and, And what did we do about it? Um, and I'd say that there were, there were moments where we just like had a hard time catching each other's vision or there were moments where we each would be building something and the other just couldn't see how like that was going to turn into the incredible thing we wanted it to be, you know? Um, and then really I, and I think my hope is that people were able to see a good kind of, a. um, communication example in the, the, the mega city build challenge where we built the food carts. And yeah. there was this moment where there was this moment where, um, uh, Mark just kind of started building. And I was like, wait a second. Like, you just, you're just like stacking bricks. Like what is, how is this going to look in a, in a, in an architecture challenge? Like, and he's like, I've got this idea. And I'm um, and so then we just, we kind of talked it out and, um, And ultimately he said, I just need you to trust me. And he's like, this is where we're headed. This is how we're going to get there. And I'm just getting started. And, uh, and I said, okay, I, I I can trust you and we're going to move forward here. And then in the end, we ended up absolutely loving our challenge or our, our build before the twist. We absolutely loved it after the twist. We won that challenge. So, you know, it, it ended up being wonderful. Um, And I think, what it really came down to, like, we wouldn't have gotten over it if, if he wasn't willing to, to lean in to our relationship and say, listen, you know, you can trust me. Will you trust me? And if I hadn't stopped long enough to listen and consider it, you know what I mean? Like if we, if we had both just kept blazing, if we both just kept blazing forward, we would have ended up you know, never meeting in the middle and, and, and we wouldn't have finished something amazing. Um, So I guess what I would say is like, again, it kind of, you know, it all comes down to relationships and I know that some of you are out there working with people that you don't, that you, you might be working with people that you wouldn't choose to be in relationship if you didn't work together. And I get it. And that's, that's, I understand it. And I'm not saying that you have to, you know, hug everyone, at at work. (laughs) Um, but I do think that on some level, you're all there for a reason. And on some level, I hope you all understand, you know, the good that you're doing for the world, the good that you're doing for your students. And, um, and, and I would, I would say, you know, uh, take those moments to stop and look for the common ground and look at yourself and say, okay, what, what, can I do to contribute to the positive piece of, man, this became a real weird thing about like workplace dynamics. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mean, I didn't mean for that to happen. No, but
0: no, it's, but it's, but it's, as, spot on, though. you
1: know, for your kids, you can model that for your kids too. Right. And yeah. you can hopefully help your kids understand how they can sort of participate in, in those, like, let's stop, let's talk. Let's, let's consider other people and have a little empathy, right? And for for a lot of our kids, it's like they're, you know, that's a developmental process, right? Discovering yeah. empathy. Yeah. But uh, anyway.
0: No, it's it is. <laughs> I mean, we're doing we we've, we've been doing lots of builds. We're trying to create some lessons around like just social emotional learning. And uh, what we're trying to do is, is especially at the elementary level, is we're going all the way back. We had to like redesign our ideas that we had, and getting back to just teaching kids how to play because the idea of play right, right. play looks different today. Not here to to it's it's it's, it's no rant or finger pointing. It's just an element of society that we are all quick to go right to the screens, and that's it. Like we don't right. do as much play as we did. I'm not gonna say the good old days because nothing's ever perfect, but I think now we're going back to like. What does sharing look like? What does listening look like? And we're trying to create these things through the use of Lego because they're they're, they're it's it's a universal tool that most kids understand how to play, even if they never use them in in 30 seconds. They understand the you know the basic premise for for Lego bricks. And so um, right. I def, definitely think you're, you're you're spot on with with a lot of the stuff that that you're saying there. So um, I do appreciate you going there. Um, yeah. Maybe, and and, and yeah.
1: like you said earlier like you said earlier in the podcast you know the things that they're learning at 2 3 and 4 they're going to learn again at 12 13 and 14 right like yeah. so yeah. whatever level you're at this stuff applies
0: yeah especially at middle school when the brain goes to mush and we're basically starting all over uh, right. all over again yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well one one lego specific question because if I don't ask this I think Every uh, student or person that does listen and that knows I had a chance to speak to you would, would be so upset. Um, I have to ask, what's one of your favorite... Um like Lego build techniques or strategies that maybe you would, I'll I'll kind of frame this two ways, let you answer how you want, or a a strategy or technique that would be really good for someone. I don't want to say just getting started because you just dump them out and play, but those that are trying to get to that next step of building. Um, You know, I think a lot of people that, I mean, they understand obviously the concept of of putting the bricks together, but, um, you know, where would you go in terms of like, okay, I want to, Increase my my building technique, or maybe there's one that you use time and time again just that you see yourself using. um, That for those listening in and and those that want to share it with their kids to be like, hey, Boone, this is what he said. So I know I had also asked this similar question to, to Crystal and Amy, and they're uh, and Crystal talked about like sliding doors and trap doors, like and just falling mm. in love with this kind of whole perspective type thing, you know. And and then Amy talked about the idea of just, which is so simple but so powerful. Like not everything has to be solid, right? Like she talked about like 3D printing, like you can build a big structure mm-hmm. where it's it, it's empty inside. You don't have to fill every single crevice with a mm-hmm. block necessarily. Um, and so I was right. curious, like for you, is there any of those types of things? that um, for, for the listener to be like, oh, because I think even though you probably live and breathe it, and there's so many techniques, you know, for a lot of us getting started, it's like, oh, I didn't even think about, I could have a box that's hollow, you know, and so I was, I was just yeah. curious for you, I mean, why I get a chance to ask uh, a definite master builder here, uh, what you thought. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, I've had a lot of people reach out to me lately through social media and say something like, you know, I've, I've built Lego sets. And I just have no idea how to start building something out of my own imagination. Uh, yeah. and, um, and, and, you know, what I would recommend is, you know, if, if that's where you are, of course, it's not everybody listening, but if, if that happens to be where you are or someone asks you that question, um, I would just say, you know, take one of the sets you have or take, you know, go to the store and buy, a you know, a 20 or $30, $30 set and build it the way the instructions say and then take it completely apart and just look at the pieces and see what else could you build that is not the thing that the instructions told you to build. Ah. Um, and, and, and then sort of like to, to take that a little bit further um, because you know, part of, Part of the challenge, you know, there is a little bit of a barrier to entry with Lego in that you have to get some Lego, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. even that is a little bit untrue because you can get on, you know, you can get on like Bricklink Studio and start building with Lego in a virtual space, you know, on your computer if you have if you have that and you have zero Lego bricks. But right. anyway, assuming that you want to like get yourself a little bit of Lego in your hands, then uh, you know, another thing is. You would be amazed at the elements that have been created over the years by the Lego company that if you looked at it, you wouldn 't even recognize it was Lego, <laughs> and you know they 're still producing many of them, many of them you know they produced for a few years and discontinued so if you ever get the opportunity to walk into a store like bricks and mini figs there there's various i think there's like forty some odd locations around the country. Um, or, you know, if you happen to find a big bag of Lego at a yard sale or something like that, dig through there and look for an element that just seems real weird to you or just really sticks out Is like, Whoa, this thing could be a really interesting, whatever. And then build something inspired by that piece. And, and we, we call that a, a seed element. Mm. Um, I, my, my buddy, Jake Sadovich. um, This guy's brilliant, and he he, you should go look for him. If you're listening to me and you and you hear me say the word Jake Sadovich, go on Instagram or Facebook and look for his stuff because his builds are amazing. He was the fan designer behind the Ship in a Bottle Lego set. Oh, okay, yeah. If you're familiar with that, but um, he, he like half of his builds exist because he was digging through a bin of old Lego pieces and found something cool and it inspired him to build something amazing. Right. And I got another buddy named Blair and he's always doing that. He's he finds a seed part, a seed element. And so that, you know, that could even be a fun challenge, right? Like if you could get your hands on it, it doesn't have to be a weird, it could be a normal piece of Lego, but if you can get your hands on some of the weird stuff that's been created over the years Uh, and then, and then, and then give yourself the challenge or, or give your students the challenge of like, all right, what does this one piece inspire you to build? Um, and, and, you know, I always think that's fun. Uh,
0: Uh, yeah, it reminds me a lot as you were talking about the seed as that, that piece, I was just writing down a note like that. Would be like the next challenge for me to do is just go dump a huge bin of Lego and have every kid pick one, and there, there's your seed. But it reminds me for those of you don't have Lego, it's exactly what everybody does with Minecraft, right? Like you, you create a new world. That's considered a seed. Right. It's a, it's a world that's never been created. You you look at the landscape and you go, okay, so what are we going to build here? Like this is no, this is like like the analog version of uh, doing the very same thing in Minecraft. And so it 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 is cool. Right. To, as you're talking, I'm like, okay. Kids are doing these things in lots of different forms and elements. So here's just another way to continue that that thinking and that creativity and and, and problem solving skill set that we that we all know we need we need to be able to do those things in order to be uh, productive citizens here in society. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> So I want to be respectful of your time here because I know you're an extremely uh, busy guy here. Um, but do you have any final words or ideas or thoughts that, that you want to get across that um, didn't come up in the conversation? I always like to make sure there's any ideas you want to get out there um, that we get a chance to uh, give you opportunity to say so.
1: Yeah, well, one, I, I think one thing I would like to say is so many – people i know who are you know like um teachers for lego extended learning program kind of things um and you you know some of them from lego masters like flynn um and aaron and Corey. all those guys you know they they teach you know science stem through learning uh through lego and um so so many of those people's programs have been cut during this weird, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know what to call it pandemic, <laughs> epidemic, whatever it's called. Right. Um, and so there are tons of, and I know like half of the world has probably lost their job and I don't, you know, I don't know anything about the statistics, but it, if, if you can get online and look for those people and do anything you can, even if it's just a note, you know, of encouragement, um, you know, find the people in your community that, uh, they're stuck at home and they've lost their income right now because the the Lego program in their community was cut or whatever, um, you know, whatever you can do to help those people feel, you know, recognized and seen. Um, I, I would appreciate it. And if, if you need help, getting connected with one of those people to tell them, thank you. You're welcome to email me at Boone at Boone Um, and, uh, and I'll, I'll send you a, a list of people to check out. Cause you know, the other thing too, is now that we're all stuck at home, a lot of us are, uh, you know, trying to put out as much kind of creative resources as we possibly can or, or, you know, uh, at least, uh, content, to sort of watch and be entertained by, but anyway, oh, that, sorry, that was a long way of saying like support your Lego, support your local Lego uh, uh, expert, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's it's spot on, and I appreciate you uh, putting out that uh, opportunity for people to to learn more how to do that because I think it's it's something that we're all we're all trying to grapple with, and I know even in the education world right now, trying to just we, we're having serious conversations of what does education look like not only now, but in the future and moving forward? And, and how do we meet the demands of, of all the things that kids need in order to be successful? So I think it's, it's a real good opportunity. As a lot of things are being cut. Those are the very things that I think people are also then turning around going, but wait, my kid really, really needs that. So what's that look like moving right. forward? So um, I yeah. think it's, 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 a very vital point. And so, you know, to wrap up here, Boone, this has been so incredible. Truly, I I mean this. I know a lot, probably everybody says it, but this is such an honor to be able to speak to you. I know here uh, the, the the Maurer family, the the family of five here is is, is rooting for you and Mark. Um, we root for all hey. of them. But but your your energy on the show is contagious, and I know it's, it's it brings a lot of good energy to the family. And I know my youngest daughter um, just is is a huge fan of you as well. Her and I are the ones that always study it all and try to figure out what we're going to do. But for those that want to learn more about you, follow your work. Um, you know where are the where, where's the best places for them to reach out um, to to follow your journey and, and to bring you into their, their their ecosystem of learning.
1: Yeah, I am I am Boone Builds, all one word B O O N E B U I L D S. Pretty much everywhere. So if you go to Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook, uh, it's Boone Builds. Um, you want those actual URLs? Nope, YouTube dot nope. com slash BooneBuilds Anyway, yep. you can find me as Boone Builds everywhere except Twitter twitter i am just it's just my real name boone langston and mark pretty much only uses instagram so he is uh m e c r u i c k s h a n k at at instagram i gotta tell him to simplify his (laughs) uh his his tag Uh, but uh anyway and again you know um boonbuilds.com i've got a few just little kind of silly i don't know kind of retro sci-fi type building instructions there um and um you can always you can reach me through that website or you can email me at the email i mentioned before if you have any questions and uh and, and yeah i hope you keep building and keep encouraging your students and uh it's been a real pleasure
0: Yes, thank you so much. And for those listening in, I'll get all those links in the show notes. Those that have been listening before, you know, the, you know the drill. And for those new to listening, all those links, all the social media, I'll put in the show notes for you to check out as well. And so, um, Boone, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, best of luck in, in, into your journeys going forward, whatever that looks like. And um, hopefully you you continue to get the fan base and keep spreading the love of LEGO and learning. And uh, appreciate all that you do.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.